Welcome back to Start Kyle Orton. Folks, we've wrapped up, uh, I think, everything that, that we had, everything from the poll, everything people asked us to do. Kyle, we are only two weeks out from uh, the start of mini camps, and we are less than a month away from the preseason starting. Why not uh, get into it? Let's preview some teams. Let's talk about yeah. this upcoming season in the NFL. Yeah, so we're going to look. We, we're starting in the Expansion League uh, tonight. We're going to start with the AFC North, and, or AFC East, and work our way around to the North. Um, if we get it all in tonight in our in our hour of, of wisdom, um, we're just going to talk about the, each team and then how we think each division is going to shake out. It's pretty basic. It's a division preview. I think you guys are all familiar with what a division preview is. So I guess this is a conference preview, but we will do it by division. Um, so yeah, we're going to just roll into the AFC East, right? We'll just start off there. Do you want to start yeah. with, should we start with the teams? Do we just, you want to just go in alphabetical order? Do you want to start? Because I'm inclined to start with like the team that I think is going to finish fourth in each division and work my way up. Ooh, okay. Yeah, go for it. If, okay, you're, so, if you are so inclined, yeah. I don't know ahead. who you have fourth in the in the AFC East. I personally think it's going to be the New England Patriots. Yep, I, I think there's really only one. Tra- this is a strong division. This is probably the strongest division in the NFL this year, right? Do you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I don't know if it's the strongest at the top, but it's definitely the deepest. It's you. I mean, and I will say this about the Patriots before I spend the next couple minutes, you know, talking shit about them. I could see a world where they win this division because that truly was the number one defense in the NFL last year by DVOA and weirder shit has happened than a team with a potential top five defense winning a division. They shouldn't. But if you ask me to put the probability of that, it's low. I think looking at the other three teams in this division and looking at the New England Patriots, it's really hard to see how the New England Patriots end up ahead of those other three. Is that is that how you feel about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've seen in the modern NFL that having a really good defense... Um, it can maybe lift you a couple of spots, but it's not going to take you anywhere near the promised land. You need a great offense, and then a middling defense uh, would be much it, better for you. And that's the the Pats last year. They had a, a very good defense, by the way, which got shredded by Justin Fields. Uh, but their offense did. was an absolute dumpster fire. Now, the one thing you could say from going into this season is uh, Bill Belichick got Bill O'Brien that son of a bitch uh, back in house so you'd have to think the coaching part at least is gonna improve just a bit right I mean it's gonna improve but does anyone remember the last time Bill O'Brien was in the NFL like all of us were talking about how they just needed to get Deshaun Watson away from that man because Deshaun he was ruining Deshaun <laughs> Watson I mean Bill okay I mean going from Patricia and co to Bill O'Brien is it an improvement of course but it's it's not very different than when Matt Nagy handed the reins to Bill Lazor. Like, congratulations, you have gone from a terrible offensive coordinator to, like, a, a an average one. Like, and the, I, Bill O'Brien, in my opinion, he is an average offensive mind, and he is working with um, a quarterback who, you know, I believe is an average quarterback, but he's a quarterback with below average tools. He is a quarterback that you kind of have to be more than average, I think, to get creative with. Um, you know, Mac Jones, it, it just, it feels like ever since Tom Brady retired, Bill, Be- or not, not retired, ever since Tom Brady left New England, Bill Belichick has just really been trying to build, um, well, when the, when the Patriots and, and Bills had that playoff game where Josh Allen rolled them 47 to 17, it felt very much like Bill Belichick had built a Jay Cutler, Lovey Smith, team and the Buffalo Bills were an Aaron Rodgers and his prime Packers team where it's like yeah from spots number two through 53 on the roster the Patriots might be the better team and it doesn't fucking matter when Josh Allen is just air bud dunking over and over on all of them while Bill Belichick screams but a dog can't play basketball you know it's just 
<laughs> it you have you're you built us you're built around your defense and an offense that has to play on schedule to be successful and like can i see a world where they finagle another 11 and 5 or 11 and 6 playoff appearance that goes nowhere out of that sure injuries could happen i the dolphins quarterback situation scares me who knows what aaron rodgers is actually going to do in in the jet with the jets the bills i, I are pretty much just Josh Allen and duct tape, which for the most part might be good enough. But, you know, there 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 is a world where the Patriots cobble together the most regular season wins out of these four. But it's just, it's it it's easier to see them finishing fourth. And it's even in, even in their better case scenarios where they actually do make a playoff spot, it's hard to see them going anywhere. And I just, they haven't, the, the big change seems to be the coaching change on offense. They haven't, changed personnel on offense very well that offensive line to me i mean is is going from isaiah win to riley reef does that really feel like an improvement to you at right tackle no i i don't um they're obviously hoping the scheme fixes their offensive line and then going from jacoby myers to juju smith schuster feels like the very definition of a lateral move like if you had added juju smith schuster Next to Jacoby Myers, that might make, you know, and then you got a nice, it's not a great wide receiver core, it's lacking a true number one, but you've got three solid twos there. Um, and they're just, yeah, I just, I don't see, I don't see any more talent there on offense than they had before. They're obviously hoping scheme change, but I mean, even, I think even in the best case scenario, in the best scheme, the best Mac Jones is going to be as who he was as a rookie, and that is the kind of guy that you might be able to eke out a wild card with and then who gets dunked on in the playoffs by a quarterback who can actually go get a bucket. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a great way to explain the Patriots. It's just all those Bears teams that had great defenses, and then you just knew they weren't going to go anywhere, you know, because mm-hmm. they the offense was middling to bad. Um, and they were just immediately going to get dunked through the core of the earth by whoever the Packers had at quarterback. And yeah, Josh Allen is definitely that guy. I think the Juju Smith-Schuster signing, that had to be um, the surest sign yet that Belichick is just grasping at straws, right? It, as if bringing Bill O'Brien back wasn't signed enough. You're letting well, even- Kobe Myers go, who I think is just playing a superior wide receiver. But to replace him with Juju Smith-Schuster... Like what? I mean, you called it a lateral move. I I don't even think it's a lateral. It's a downgrade. Yeah, he got the same contract too. They yeah, got the same deal. It's absolutely. I think bad. in terms of actual structure, I do think J- Juju ended up getting less money, but um, like less guarantees in there. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. Same AAV, but he's he's less likely to see the that amount of money than than uh, Jacoby is. But yeah, it's just really just not. I I don't I. Like beyond see... that, beyond that, there's like they signed Gisaki, who we've been laughing at like the entire yeah. offseason for yeah. some reason, and then a they tight drafted, end who can't tight end. Yeah, they drafted uh, Keon White, who I like, but I don't think that was a hole they really had, and he was a mid second round. Well, I mean, they added Keon White, they added Christian Gonzalez. I don't think anyone's questioning whether their defense is going to be good. Bill Belichick yeah. has almost never fielded a bad defense, um, except for those years when you know they were investing most of their roster on offense around Tom. But, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, their defense is going to be good. I don't think, I think their floor is like seven wins. I think their yep. ceiling is probably like 11. They're not going to be like a truly terrible team, but they're just, they they seem like they could really, just like last year, just straddle purgatory the entire season. Um, but yeah, who do you have third in this division? Because I will say that the team I have third, in my opinion, might have the best overall roster of the four but I have the most concerns about who they have under center. Uh, yeah, okay, so I figured that's the team you were going to have third. My team in third is the New York Jets, not get the, the Jets. Okay, yeah. I, will let you, I will let you say why it's the Jets and not the Dolphins <clears throat> that you think are going to finish third. Um, is it just, and hold on, is your argument just they're the New York Jets? Is, is it that? Uh, it's not just that they're the Jets, but boy, that helps. That is uh, part of it, yeah. Um, I mean, so so before I start talking about these Jets, last year, before the season, I said something to you. I said, Kyle, uh, everybody's talking about all these teams that could be the worst in the NFL. There are only two teams that could be the worst in the NFL. It's either going to be the Bears or it's going to be the Jets. And I was way fucking off on one of those because the Jets had way too good of a defense and they have a ton of offensive talent. They just had a horrible quarterback. They so really you would did. think 
You would think adding Aaron Rodgers would convince me that they're going to be like Super Bowl contenders. They're going to win this division. I Aaron Rodgers had maybe the worst year of his career since he was a rookie. Since I, he wasn't a rookie, since his first year starting in the NFL last year, he's still very good. But there's going to be that cliff for that guy at some point. He is surrounded by talent, um, and he does have a decent defense. But the other problem is. I have the other two teams ahead of him, the Bills and the Dolphins, because I think the Bills and the Dolphins are simply better than the Jets at this point. They're just two very good teams who I also have a lot of faith in. The Jets are going to be in a real meat grinder this year, and I think maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to be the third best quarterback in this division, and I, I don't see them, them breaking through the other two teams unless this Bills dissension hits like a fever pitch. And really knocks the Bills out of this. So, yeah, I mean, the reason I'm a little higher on the Jets is because I just, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is truly impressively motivated by spite. Um, <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> and he's got every reason to just be so, so spiteful uh, right now. Um one one thing I, that that does concern me that maybe Aaron Rodgers... and it's also a bad thing about Aaron Rodgers where like if you want to make the optimist case about him last year, um, it requires you to just kind. Of, it was the same optimist case that people were making about Allen Robinson with the Rams last summer when they were like, "Look, yes, Allen Robinson looked like hot." fucking dog shit with in his last year in Chicago but have you ever considered that maybe he just didn't give a shit and he wasn't trying and I was like that's the that's the argument for a guy like that's your best case is that he just stopped trying and I mean that's the and with Robinson we saw it clearly it wasn't just the effort part although I I do I hate to question a guy's effort but I do think that last year in Chicago Allen was not giving his all but he also had clearly lost a step and last year in uh, Los Angeles with the Rams, you could see, like, he, nope, at, it was not Justin Fields' fault, it was not Matt Nagy's fault, Allen Robinson was cooked. Um, and so with Rodgers, the best the best case scenario you can argue with him looking at him in Green Bay last year is he just didn't care. He just did not give a shit. He, I mean, there were plays he just gave up on, there were times he, he checked down way too soon because he wasn't going to take a hit. Um, and so your argument is just that, basically, that it was all motivation, it was all just lethargy and that he's going to reverse it because of spite and that's that's an uncomfortable argument to make but but it could work and and i'm i am inclined enough to believe that aaron Rodgers will operate on spite uh that i i still have the jets second in my division i have the dolphins third because i do believe they have the best defense or they they have the best roster i mean they they have upgraded their offensive line they've solidified some depth there I mean, you can't argue with their offensive skill group in the slightest. Hill and Waddle are worth damn near 20 points a game by themselves. Um, and I love what they have, the pieces they've added on defense. And, of course, the biggest piece there is adding Vic Fangio um, and then getting him the pieces to run his scheme. Um, I think they they are they're, they're not going to have that weakness on defense like they had last year. Um, but I have concerns about the quarterback – um, it, primarily health concerns. I just, I, at this point, I don't know um, if how much of a season Tua can play. It, it is, it's, he has, he's played three seasons in the NFL. He has never started more than 13 games in any of them. Uh, and the concussion history is bad. It's scary. And we have seen that basically one more of those is, probably it for him so that's terrifying and then behind him they have mike white which uh i know mike mcdaniel has built an offense that's very good at at point and click and shoot but that's that is going to be asking a lot if it's mike white at the helm so um the dolphins if i believed in the quarterback's health not even it's and i'm not a two a hater i we ranked our quarterbacks i had him what 14th 15th i think he's competent yeah. enough especially in this scheme if i thought tua was gonna play 17 games i might pick them to win the division i'm a little worried Tua's only gonna play about 12 games in which case i think those five games of mike white 
maybe even against the Patriots and what we think is going to be a very good defense. If you want to see the situation where the Patriots move up a little bit, it's probably in a situation where Mike White is starting games against them in December. So, um, yeah, so I've got the, you've got the Jets third, Dolphins second, I assume. Nope. Oh, all right. (laughs) All right, well, let's do it. I'll let you make your Bills argument, but I'm also not going to argue with you that much because I actually, I think this is the weakest Bills roster of, yeah. the, go- of the good Josh Allen era, let's say, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2020. Like, like, this is the worst the roster has been around him, in my opinion. And it might, my, I'm still bet I have them picked first because I'm still betting that it won't matter because he is that much of a nuclear fucking weapon. And for absolutely no reason at all, I have a weird hunch that this is the year that he that he has his MVP caliber campaign. Um, but if he doesn't, there could be some problems there because, I mean, that wide receiver core is bad after Diggs. Now, that's a huge caveat. Diggs alone is worth a lot, but... Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we don't know how often or for how long Diggs is going to be available. He seems upset not about the money that he is making but about just the team in general he does not seem like he wants to be there um and when you have a guy like that who isn't holding out because of a contract who has been with you for this long and is just simply tired of it um and he is as you said he's their skill player he's the guy they have they don't have they they went out this year and they drafted another goddamn tight end um who can't block yeah. Uh, now they have well, two of them. They're collecting them. They have one good wide receiver who's disgruntled. Their number two wide receiver is a guy who, like, Bills fans want us to believe is like the Reggie Jackson of the NFL, but he's just a mediocre wide receiver who runs real fast yeah. in one direction. Um, yeah. Gabe they, Davis. They have no help. They have Gabe no help Davis, running back. I, Gabe Davis runs two routes. I mean, he, he, he runs them well, but he doesn't run them at, like, DK Metcalf, or DK Metcalf level well. Right. But, um... Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's, Gabe Davis is like Johnny Knox. It's like, yeah, he's, he's, in an ideal world, he's a great role player, but actually asking him to be a starting wide receiver is ridiculous. Um, like Josh has, I will say, Josh has done a great damn job with, with rosters that are equivalent to this for several years now, but we are getting to a breaking point in Buffalo, I think. And that defense started to look worse as the year went on. That defensive line got much worse as the year went on. Oh, yeah, I mean, all, the minute... All they did was lose people. I mean, they have invested so much capital into that defensive line, and it mm-hmm. still kind of sucks. Yep. With the, the minute Von Miller went down, a guy they had to import at great expense at an advanced age, when Von Miller went down, their pass rush evaporated immediately. And their defense, um, their defense has been shown just not to matter when it counts no, the most. It, it, when yeah. it goes up against an offense like Miami, I, they played three uh, within a field goal games against Miami last year. When they go up against the Chiefs, when they go up against the Bengals, that defense, it, it, it just disappears. However they've constructed it, it shows up great on DVOA. They're almost always like number one in DVOA. But when it counts... It's it's it might as well be the Bears defense. They give up the same number of points. They just get walked down on. Josh Allen can give them 18 seconds in the fourth quarter with a lead, and they're still gonna blow it. Uh, and that was when they were at their peak. And this Bills defense, this Bills offense, is not at its peak anymore. And in this division, I I just have this feeling that all four of these teams are gonna beat each other up all year long. They're gonna finish within one or two games of each other. It's gonna be incredibly tight. And I, I think Miami came out kind of on the short end of that last year. They ended up losing a lot of one-score games down the stretch, and I just I see that bouncing back. Now, like you said, that comes down to Tua, um, and for reasons that are not entirely his fault. Last year he ended up getting a concussion. His coach kept him in the game, and then he suffered one of the most disgusting concussions I think I've ever seen. It yeah. made literally the entire... Yeah. United States uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't. What do you think about the Bills? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm betting on them to win the division just based solely on Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. But I mean, that's yeah. that's literally it. That's the entire plan, and you you can see where that could easily go awry. Um, I, I will say, thing, I, as much as I 
we as we love to side with disgruntled wide receivers, I feel like in ninety percent of all disgruntled wide receiver disputes in history, we have we have sided with the disgruntled wide receiver. What I have heard is that Stephon Diggs is upset with his role in the offense specifically, and that is just an incredible thing for a guy who has like averaged 160 targets since coming to Buffalo to say like, I, you are reaching Randy Moss levels uh, or Terrell Owens levels of just not. It sounds, it sounds less like he wants the ball more and more like he wants them to listen to him telling them why they suck more. It sounds more like an RG three kind of thing uh, where he's like, here's the whiteboard. Don't do this anymore. Now, I don't know if he's right or not. I, I have no idea, but I do know that the Bills only have one good skill position player. I unless for some reason I'm thinking of Josh Allen as a skill position guy. Um, so I maybe you should listen to him, maybe you shouldn't. But at the end of the day, he's clearly extremely unhappy with everybody in that building, and that can't help. Like I, they don't have anything outside of him. Their entire offense has been Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, and if you lose that. I just don't know what they've got. And we talked about injuries. You're talking about injuries with Tua. Just because Josh uh, hasn't been hurt yet does not mean that put in a position where a guy like that who runs like a Mack truck right into linebackers as often as he can, if he just does that more this year, if Stephon Diggs is more checked out than he was the Mm -hmm. year before, Josh Allen is running more often, there's all the chance in the world that he gets hurt and then the Bills are really in trouble. Like, that's basically yeah. the end of their season. Yeah, if I had to guess right now, I would say, if I had to say it right now, I at least as far as the winner, the AFC East is the division in this conference that I feel the least confident in saying I know who's going to win. Absolutely. I, I, I'm going with the Bills, but it's like, it, the, the odds are, I would say it's like a, it's like 40% Bills, it's, it's like 30%... Dolphins for me, or it's like 30% Dolphins for me, it's like 25% Jets, and it's like 5% Patriots. So, um, I'm now moving into a division where I do feel very confident in who I think the winner is going to be. Okay. Uh, In the AFC South, um, well, I guess I'm not going to, we're starting with losers first. Um, I do believe in fourth place uh, in the AFC South, um, I actually think it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts, uh, even though I think Anthony Richardson's going to make for some good TV. Uh, that offense got bad, and it kind of got bad in a hurry. And and that they, or that offense, that roster got bad, and it kind of got bad in a hurry. And I do think they had a good draft. I like some of the guys they added, but I mean that's they're probably going to reap the benefits of that more next year than this year. Um, as it stands right now, that offensive line is expensive. They can't swap out parts on it very easily. But all of them underperformed. Even Quentin Nelson, he wasn't quite bad, but he still underperformed to his standards. The rest of them were just plain bad, and they're they're all, mostly all still there. Um, that defense, the secondary was not that impressive. The linebacker core lost some pieces. Um yeah, I just think this is a this looks like a rebuilding year for them, which is I mean that's fine. You've got Anthony Richardson to rebuild around, but uh, I, I feel that they have they are the farthest away at the moment. Is that fair for you, or you got the Colts last? Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta stop tapping that mic. That's what you gotta stop doing. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the the thing I could say about the Colts that just kind of sums it up the most is you think about what kind of season the Bears had last year. Think about how awful the Bears' defense was, dead last in DVOA by, I think, just everybody's numbers, Um, and still last in overall DVOA by more than 6% uh, was the Indianapolis Colts. That's how awful they were last year. Um, And, yeah, I thought they had an incredible draft, but this is a lot like the Bears were last year before the season. They feel very similar to the 2022 Bears. Yeah, we're, we're starting again. We got yep. some good guys, uh, but this is going to take some time uh, to turn yeah. a team like this around. They have Absolutely. some pieces on offense. They have more pieces than the Bears did last year, and I'm not just yeah. talking about Tony. Yeah, and I am. I have to say, I am very excited to see Richardson with Michael Pittman um, yep. because I think Pittman, like I, I think a lot of people see him as like a, a, a very good wide receiver two type, but not a wide receiver one. And I know when we were talking about trade packages. 
including a possible wide receiver, we both preferred DJ Moore to Michael Pittman. At the same time, I do think Michael Pittman has more upside um, with a better quarterback situation than he's had the last two years with, uh, you know, the corpse of Matt Ryan and then um, Carson Wentz. Uh, I do think Pittman could be pretty good. Um, but yeah, they're 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 starting over. There are there are better pieces on offense around Richardson than were on offense around Fields last year for sure, in my opinion. But the defense looks shaky. The offensive line looks shaky. Uh, I just think that's yeah, that's the last place team there. Number three for me in that division. I, I think they've done enough to move up to number three. Um, or no, actually no. I think they are they're they're falling down to three. Uh, it's really hard to pick among the last three teams in this division because I think all of them could be very terrible. Um, I think third place this year is actually going to be the Titans. Oh, um, a Texans fan. Okay. That offensive depth chart is grim. It yeah. is grim. Um, I think the presence of Traylon Burks means that that wide receiver core it potentially looks better than last year's Bears wide receiver core. Um but other than that, it's quite awful. Um, and then that offensive line is not good. They were not good last year. They're not good. They're bad. They are the opposite of good. They're ungood. Um, and Ryan Tannehill, uh, we did talk last week when we did the quarterbacks. I thought he played a little. Or was that two weeks ago? I've already lost track of time. Two weeks um, ago. What did we talk about last week? Uh, 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 your mom. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Um <laughs> What did we talk about last week? I have no memory. God. Um, yeah, but Ryan Tannehill, better than I remembered last year, or at least better than I thought he did last year. But, you know, I, I, I think the the long, hard fall begins this year for Ryan Tannehill. I just, I, there's nothing on that tight. I, Derrick Henry looks like he has started to hit the wall um, for backs with his kind of usage. There's just a lot of places where it could go horribly wrong. Um, yeah, the Titans feel like a team that's about to get hit by uh, the truck of hubris uh, this year. They're the finally going to... The, the receipts rent are is, coming. Yeah, the rent is coming due. Um, yeah, you can't just trade your best... Play, you can't just trade maybe the best wide receiver well, in the NFL for peanuts. Uh, you can't just strip Ryan Tannehill of everything he had around him. You can't just believe that you're kind of... Uh, pick and play I want to say strategy on defense is going to keep working either where you just move kind of vets who are underrated in and then you let them go and then you move them in you let them go I also don't expect that to work every year it feels sort of like I guess uh Frank Reich's last season too right like one of these years this isn't gonna work and then everything falls apart um and you get fired and Vrabel seems like a guy just just ripe to get fired mid-season, so I, I can't wait for them to start like 0-5 and for all those news stories to start coming out. But yeah, I I actually agree with you on this. We are completely in line. I've got the Colts last. I've got the Titans here in uh, third. Now, now, mind you, I think second, third, and fourth place in this division could all be teams that win seven games or less. They will like, all be below five. It's going to be it's going to be a bad second place team. But I do think the Titans. I have third, and then in second, obviously. We both, I believe, have the Houston Texans. So, yeah. good good for Houston. I mean, I, th- I think it's a damning with fate praise kind of thing. But, like, yeah, they're, C.J. Stroud is obviously a building block. Uh, I liked uh, the other. I mean, obviously, Will Anderson could be a, a linchpin player on that defense. You know? Were, um, were you looking for the word linchpin there? That... No, there is a... There is a dog barking near my backyard, and Ooh. I was I was freezing for a second to see if it was a toddler crying and if I had to go deal with that, <laughs> since my wife is working because late tonight. Those so. two things sound exactly the same, the dog barking. I've got headphones on, man. It's all, that's, you know. So. That's fair. But yeah, I think the, the Texans are just in a good situation, a weirdly good situation for a young quarterback, right? They have a good yeah, offensive I mean, they, line. They have a good young running back uh, that Lovey left behind. A good, oh, he's fine. All right, like, that offensive line was really bad last year, but I mean they they I do think they they patched some of their weakest. I mean, adding Shaq Mason was huge, yeah. um, and then obviously Laramie Tunsil is one of the best left tackles in the league. So uh, I do think yeah, the potential is there to be a very good offensive line. I hesitate to call them one already because it was very bad 
last year. It was like Tunsil and, and four guys who sucked. So My barometer for good is like, can you be 20th in the NFL? That's amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing... But yeah, no, there, I, I don't think there's enough pieces there yet to be a real team. I'm excited to see what D'Amico Ryans does as a head coach. Yeah. Um, but I do think, yeah, I, you know, if I had to pick one of one of those three teams we've just discussed to to rise to the top of that particular trio, uh, it is the Titans. Um, and then the no-brainer here, uh, obviously I think we all expect the Jaguars to win the division now and probably for the foreseeable future. Um Mm-hmm. Which is a weird thing to say, but I, I think we saw Trevor Lawrence ascend uh, last year. He's the kind of quarterback that you know can carry a franchise. We, I am very interested to see what he does with Calvin Ridley in the fold. Um, if we could see him really go off, if Calvin Ridley, or we could see Calvin Ridley come back very different from the guy who left. We, you know, we have seen guys have long layoffs and not ever get it back, um, even if the layoff wasn't really for an injury-related reason. But we've just seen it's hard to leave the NFL and stay in NFL shape. Um, but yeah, if Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley, that's going to be a huge addition for their offense too. Should help Trevor unlock the vertical game uh, more than he has. But yeah, even though I I, I mean, I, I don't love the Jaguars roster elsewhere. It, last year, they went and got a lot of band-aids in free agency and historically as we've seen that can tend that can work but it tends to only work for like a year or two um at most but at the same time it's you know if they they could i I have a hard time seeing them winning fewer than like nine games if trevor stays healthy and i have a hard time not seeing nine game nine wins as being enough to win this division so yeah very similar to last year and i mean they have a built-in uh, week schedule, right? Because they get to play every other team in the AFC South two times every year. So I, you've got to think this year that's six wins. It's so hard to imagine the Jaguars losing any of those games. They got the they, they got Calvin Ridley in as a kind of like uh, deferred signing from last offseason after he went through all the gambling business, which apparently is just an issue with everybody in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's, it's, it's covered up a lot. I thought they had a good draft pick in Anton Harrison. That was the only tackle outside that top group that I liked. I think he's a great pass blocker, and I think, you know what? Protect your most valuable asset. A lot of teams would not have made that pick, um, and the Jaguars did a good job of it. Their defense is going to be just acceptable enough. Well, and what I liked about and the like Jaguars... Said, like, how are they not going to win nine games, and how is that not going to be enough to win the division? Absolutely, I don't yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if they're ready for a deep playoff run still. I think Trevor's ready for a deep playoff run. I don't think the rest of that roster is, um, but I think they will be in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, as usual, the AFC South is the toilet bowl of the NFL. There, there's You just got to figure out which turd's going to float at the top. Um, this year it looks like it's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, uh, yeah. anyways, now we're on to the West. So, well, how about uh, okay? So, something that actually will affect the Bears this year. We've got two first round picks. We do. Uh, who in the South do you think? Okay, so you had the Colts in last place. Do you think they're threatening for that top spot? Are they going to maybe get that number one pick, or do you do you see them being in the top five of that? Or I think the Colts are a potential top five pick. I have a hard time seeing them be the number one overall pick if Shane Steichen uses Anthony Richardson correctly. Um, they're going to win some ball games just because that is hard to defend. Um, and with being in this division, there will be some wins to be had against the Titans, you know, so against the Titans against the Texans, maybe, I don't know, but, um, yeah, so I, I don't think the, I think the Colts probably looking at a top five pick. I, I would feel good. I don't know if they're, they're competing for that number one overall pick. I have a hard time picking anybody but Arizona for that right now, if I'm being honest, depending on how much time Kyler actually misses. That's so, fair. And maybe even with him. It's not like they were on fire when Kyler was playing last year. So, Okay. But yeah, and then in the AFC West, uh, going to guess we both think that the Las Vegas Raiders, who may not have a starting quarterback because apparently Jimmy Garoppolo had to have another foot surgery and had to have his contract rework so that if he uh, doesn't play because of this foot injury, they don't have to pay him, which is fine, but then they also don't have a starting quarterback. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, just the Raiders couldn't decide what to do. They couldn't go out. They couldn't go all in. They're just treading water. 
Um, they replaced Derek Carr with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just, yeah, that that is nothing to see here, folks, except Josh McDaniels getting fired again in year two of his second head coaching <laughs> job. So that is I, the Raiders. Okay, so, so the Raiders were very interesting last year. I actually don't have the Raiders last in this division uh, because I'm a noted Broncos hater uh, at this point. Um so I like uh, I like Pythagorean wins. I like them because they basically reinforce what I see with my eyes. We were talking earlier this offseason about, like, ah, this team looks like an eight-win team. Like, what does that mean? Um, usually, Pythagorean wins will tell you. They'll be like, no, that was an eight-win team. Uh, the Raiders had some preposterously bad luck last year in some games. They were victim to some of the stupidest losses I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, um, there's- and those are the ones that weren't even involving Josh McDaniels. Uh, so they had some cosmic bad luck. They still have the best, well, one of the five best wide receivers in the NFL. I think probably Justin Jefferson, maybe A.J. Brown is better than Devontae Adams at this point, but still spectacular. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo was a downgrade uh, from Carr, but he's certainly not an upgrade. They're just kind of the same guy. I They just still seem mid, right? Um, I will say this. Their, their defense uh, was, was worse than I remember. I did not know their defense was that bad last year, and it's not like they did a ton to fix it. So, indeed, if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play, if they can't even get the, the kind of middle-of-the-road offense that they got last year, I think they very well could finish in last place. But I think, I think that cosmic luck is going to kind of shift again and they'll just still end up with seven wins eight wins and just get stuck in that that middle hell that bears fans uh like yeah. us are so used to but again seven wins eight wins that might be good for last in this particular division so um, you got to talk about what you think is going to happen to the broncos just because sean payton arrived with me i'm gonna give him third like i said <laughs> and we talked about this with russ i do think he will play better this year but it's going to be like like i said dead cat bounce about so whatever the middle line in production between his last year in seattle and last year and this most recent season in denver if you were to 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 put those two seasons together and average them um whatever the middle outcome of those two seasons is i think that's what russ is going to be i think we'll see a a better version than Denver Russ, but we'll see a lesser version of Seattle Russ. Um, I do think that's still a very good defense, and they they did a lot of work in free agency to shore up deficiencies on the offensive line and the defensive line. Um, if they were in a division like the AFC South, I might actually feel pretty good about betting on the Broncos, but in the division that they are in, I think that's probably good for 8-9 and nine or something, and then that's that, so... Yeah, I um they did. They had an acceptable defense last year. They had one of those defenses um I don't know how to explain this. All right, so DVOA usually uh it, you kind of rank teams, right? And the Broncos were 10th last year, which is very good. Top 10 defense is what you want. They were 10th in DVOA. I, mean, I would expect them to be higher than that. That defense looked really good for most of the year. 10th in DVOA. Um but it's also ranked kind of like by percentage essentially, and I think you and I have talked about this before, and 10% or above is usually what we think of as, like, that's a great defense. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's a superior defense. The Broncos were at 5%, which is good, um, but it's not like a world-killing defense. Um, and we saw what that gets you last year, right, when mm-hmm. your offense is shit. So really, what we're banking on is that Sean Payton can come in here and unlock what Russ used to be. And the problem is, I think what we saw last year is Russ doesn't have an unlock. He has to do the thing that Russ always does. And if he can no longer do that anymore, he is just not a worthwhile quarterback. And I I just don't see him getting back to that. I don't see Peyton being the kind of coach who's going to say, sure, do exactly what you want to do, what you need to do to be successful. I don't think that's why Sean Peyton came back to the NFL. I think he's going to go out there. He's going to try to run his offense. He's going to be, you know, an authoritarian. He's going to throw his weight around. And uh, Russ is not the type of guy to 
to accept that. Like, I just don't think these two guys are going to mesh together at all. Um, and I think he's just going to be missing Pete Carroll all season. He's going to be calling him up uh, on his cell phone, telling him, like, Kyrie Irving called LeBron James, like, God damn it, I'm sorry, man, I didn't understand. Uh, and I, I just see this team uh, pretty much finishing exactly where they did last year. I'm seeing five or six wins and just an absolutely miserable so Life would you put Denver sorry? Fans. Would you put the Broncos behind the Raiders? Yeah, I have the Broncos okay. in dead last. I've got oh. the Raiders in third, as okay. like seven and ten, eight and nine. Fascinating. They're, I see the bounces going the Raiders' way this season, but that's only getting them to a little bit below five hundred. But yeah, I I have no faith in Russ bouncing back. I, he was so bad last year, um, and we talked about it in our QB rankings, right? I think I still had him twenty sixth because I just I don't see any hope there. Um, but I know some people do, and if you're a Broncos fan and you're listening to this, there's always hope, guys. All right? Like, just because uh, I think you guys are screwed doesn't mean you have to give up on life. <laughs> so I assume, okay, I assume we have, <laughs> I assume we have the same team in second place then, right? Nobody's betting against the Chiefs. We got the Chargers. Although, again, this does feel like, I feel like when, when whenever the Chargers are peak Chargers, which is when they have a Hall of Fame quarterback but waste him, um, I feel like every yeah. third year is about the year that they actually do put it all together and go like 14-3 and three just to lose because of a missed field goal in the playoffs. So I'm not ruling out that this could be the year where a Justin Herbert MVP season leads them to a division title and they lose a game to the Chiefs in the playoffs anyways because of wind. So... Yeah. That could happen, uh, but as it stands right now, uh, yeah, of course the Chargers are second. I think that's going to be. I do. I mean, it, it's the biggest if in the world if they can just stay healthy. And you say that about every team, but like the Chargers, especially, uh, it's they they have blue chippers. Rashawn Slater is a blue chipper. Bosa and Mack are blue chippers. They 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 have those pieces, and I, I mean, I freaking love adding uh, Quentin Johnston for. Justin Herbert, I love that. I love not shackling Justin Herbert to frickin' Joe Lombardi. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, until it happens, yes, it's Chargers second, Chiefs first. Do we need to talk about the Chiefs? Do we need to talk I, uh, about why the Chiefs are in first? Do I we need to say what we like about the Chiefs? No, we don't. We really don't. <laughs> I, uh, I did want to throw in another note about the Chargers. I The Chargers this year are my but-if team um, because I am predicting them to finish second in this division. But, man, if Kellen Moore clicks with Justin Herbert, with Quentin Johnston there, I the this team could be the team to, to actually finally stop the Chiefs uh, from doing what they've been doing. Um, and that does freak me out. Like, I feel like this team is either going to be exactly what they did last year, right? 10 and 7 and get knocked out in the first round, or they're just going to obliterate the NFL because Kellen Moore finally found his guy. Um, and I don't think there's going to be any in between here. I think it's either going to be the Chargers or Chargers in, or they're going to be the story of the NFL this year. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just don't know. I, this is really going to be the year, I think, to find out what Justin Herbert is made of. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, let's not talk about the goddamn Chiefs. They're going to win yeah, the Super Bowl again. Yeah, we all yeah, know it. Yeah. It, it just, it's like talking about the Michael Jordan Bulls. Like, I, yeah. Like, all of this feels pointless because, like, sure, if everything goes right for them, then you're, you know, that's it. That They're going to win the Super Bowl again. But, you know, we all like to keep up the illusion of hope that someone else can do something for now. Um, and then, yeah, we are... Into the North, which in and of itself is also pretty fascinating uh, division. Agreed. Um, I don't know that I feel super strongly about my pick to win, but I mean, I and I'm sure it's the the boring traditional pick just because of recency bias. But um, in fourth place in the North, I I am I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, anybody who knows me knows why I, I don't think much of their quarterback I I really don't I think their late season surge last year was fueled entirely by defense and, and 
you know, some games against backup quarterbacks, some some bad Raiders luck that you talked about. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, yeah, I don't like Kenny Pickett. I, I like that defense. Um, I like some of the skill players they have. Uh, I think Pickett, I don't know, do I think Pickett was better than he was as a rookie? Actually, yes. Uh, but I, I think even, I think a good Kenny Pickett year kind of looks like a mediocre Mac Jones year with just a little bit more flair. Um, you know, I think he'll, he'll probably throw some touchdown. I mean, I, honestly, I think Daniel Jones is also the kind of guy Kenny Pickett might be. So I guess if you're, however you're, however optimistic you are about Daniel Jones, we are not. That's about how I feel as far as Kenny Pickett's ceiling goes too. Um, the one I really struggled with is who, so I, I have the Steelers fourth and then spoiler alert, I, I think the Bengals win this division. Um, just because until, you know, there's evidence otherwise, it's hard to bet against Joe Burrow, given the last couple of years. Um, I really struggle with, with second and third place in this division. Because with Cleveland, I really hate to say it because he's an utter scumbag. But if if that was just rust, if if the Deshaun Watson that shows up in Cleveland this year is the Deshaun Watson that we last saw playing for the Texans... It is really hard to find out where there are any other holes on this Browns roster. I don't know the cap finagling that they did to make this happen, but they they patched up their holes on defense with some really good signings and some really good draft picks. Um, they still have the best off one of the best offensive lines in football. They still have Nick Chubb, who I think I mean most people know Nick Chubb is good. I think Nick Chubb might honestly be the best back in football, and and he's he's still somehow underrated, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, if Deshaun Watson is the Deshaun Watson that the Browns thought they were trading for, that this is a hard team to beat, uh, it's a hard team to find holds with. So I, 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 I almost think I have to. I put them in second in this division, the Browns. Ooh, I think in okay. third, but it's a close third. And I mean, I think this could, and this has happened in the AFC North in recent memory. I think this could be a division that has. That sends three teams to the playoffs. Like I could, you could see an argument where both wildcard teams are maybe like the Browns and and the the Ravens. The Ravens, of course, win a lot of games as long as Lamar is healthy. The question, of course, is um, you know Lamar's hasn't finished, hasn't played sixteen games in a couple years now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I go back and forth whether I like the. I, I think the safer bet is the Ravens, but I and and the. The, the bet that would feel better is the Ravens. Um, but I, I hate to say it. I think if Deshaun Watson isn't scumbag that he is, I think if he plays like old Deshaun Watson, that, that Cleveland team actually looks pretty solid on paper. Yeah, this is a, another division where top to bottom, I think it's just going to be a slaughter. Um, all four of these teams are going to take wins and losses from each other all year. I don't think any of these teams are going to get above 11 wins because of that. Um, so the Steelers... Uh, I got to bring back my friend Pythagoras on this one. Um, so usually Pythagorean wins, they're not going to vary too much. And if they do, it's because you were one of the worst teams in the league because your Pythagorean wins, they aren't usually going to go below four. So if you did, you're probably, they're saying like, yeah, you should have won four or five games or you went too high. I won 14 games um, and it usually don't get above 12, right? So that doesn't really tell you anything. There were two teams this last year though, uh, outside of the Raiders, who we just know were cosmically fucked. Um, one was the Minnesota Vikings, and we will get to them next week because they are literally the luckiest team in the history of the all history of, of American all professional yeah. sports. Uh, no team has ever been luckier than the Vikings. But the other team uh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were a full two wins ahead of where they should have been by Pythagorean win expectation. Interesting. Um, and they didn't even get particularly lucky in close games. Um, they had like a 600 record in close games, so it's usually where these come from. Uh, and that kind of fits, right, with what we thought about the Steelers last year. Like, this is a seven-win team. That team should not have won nine games. Um, they have a good cadre of skill position guys on offense, and they have a quarterback who is not going to unlock them in any way. He's going to stymie that offense all year. Um Pittsburgh's defense is another one of those defenses that is, like, good. 
Um, I think they were 12th in DVOA last year uh, defensively. Uh, but again, 12th is not enough to carry your team by any means. And the three teams, uh, three other teams in this division are, I think, just going to beat the shit out of them. Um, they did not have a terrible offseason. I don't think the Steelers ever have a bad offseason, right? Like, no. they always seem to be there in the draft picking up some good young guy. Um, at this point, it's just the quarterback for Pittsburgh. Well, you know, they've always been able to rely on a good quarterback. So that they just don't have it now. So that late season surge by the Steelers last year. So first of all, one thing that I want to say about that is people have done this study over and over again. Um, And the late season surge, carrying momentum, etc., it doesn't exist. There is no evidence that like a team that finishes only around 500 or misses the playoffs but strings a lot of second half wins together is building momentum for like it, 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 it does. It's not real. Um, and then it's important to note that even then that win streak I, was was pretty fluky. It was driven by defense and also the teams that they beat in their last in the, the, that seven game stretch where they went six and one. They beat the Colts, who were terrible. They beat the Falcons nineteen to sixteen by a single field goal, uh, and the Falcons were not a good team. And they beat the Falcons with Kenny Pickett throwing for one hundred and ninety seven yards. They beat the Ravens twice. In Tyler Huntley starts by a grand total of five points combined in those two games. They beat the Raiders by three. They beat the Panthers by a single score. And they beat Cleveland with, again, with Pickett not even completing. He completed 44% of his passes in that game. That win streak felt like the kind of win streak that we have seen several Bears team ha- teams have down the stretch that did nothing other than fucked them out of a premium draft pick. It meant nothing for the next season. It was just a very good defense playing their hearts out for no real reason while the offense got out of their own way turnover-wise enough times to, to rack up some meaningless wins and what was already a lost season before the win streak even started. So, yeah, I, I don't buy the Steelers' win streak is harboring great things. And, I mean, Kenny Pickett, in those six games, he had, had four touchdown passes. He averaged 163 yards a game. He completed less than 60% of his passes. He mm-hmm. averaged 6.4 yards per attempt. It's not like you saw a rookie quarterback ascending as the year went along, driving this winning streak. You saw a, a guy who did stop turning the ball over because he was not being asked to throw the ball deep not fuck it up for his defense that wasn't allowed. I mean, the, so the the defense allowed... Uh, they, 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 over those last seven games, there was not even a single game where the defense allowed 20 points. 17, 16, 16, 16, 10, 13, 14. Yep. When your defense is allowing that kind of point, you should have a good record in those games. You should. Um, that, that, that those games were, were that close when your defense wasn't even allowing 20 points is more the concern than anything. So, yeah, I don't buy the Steelers. I mean, will will they probably win eight games because they're the Steelers and they know they're never truly bad? Yes, but, I mean, that's we talked about that exactly as the kind of hole that drafting Kenny Pickett could put you in. Um, yep. You are signing up for purgatory. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I still think it's the Bengals at the top of the division, but, you know, I, I, I think if all goes well, if, if, like I said, the, the X factor in this entire division is if Deshaun Watson was rusty or if he just sucks now. Um, and I think we'd all like him to just suck now, but if it was just rust and he recovers his form, it's hard not to see Cleveland as the potential winner of that division. Like, on paper, there, there are not a lot of holes on that Browns team. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Um, despite their struggles last year, uh, Cleveland was actually eighth in offensive DVOA last year, they probably had they maybe were playing just pretty good football with Jacoby Brissett. They were Jacoby Brissett was playing very good. Jacoby Brissett uh, just eternally underrated as like a very strong, like very top tier backup quarterback. Um, but yeah, I I think the Browns probably had like what the second best off season because I think yeah. the Bears had a like as far as improvement to your team. I yeah. think the Bears probably had the best off season. They had the most to work with. But the Browns had one hell of an offseason. They were already doing okay. And like you said, if Deshaun Watson just becomes Deshaun Watson again, I that's a terrifying-ass team. Yeah, they, they had two problems last year. One of them 
was basically the interior of their defense. They were getting pushed up the middle constantly in the run game. Uh, And the other was Deshaun Watson played like doo-doo poo-poo when he came back. So if Deshaun Watson does not play like doo-doo poo-poo, that's one problem solved. And they have added the pieces to where you think the interior of that defense should be a lot better. So... Yeah, it's now. It's, now we should say the Ravens haven't exactly sat still. I mean, they spent no, I mean, money on Lamar Jackson, but they finally got him help too. That's true, but I am questionable of the caliber of that help in terms of is Odell Beckham really like? I don't know. If you think, do you think the Ravens, if they had known that this was actually going to end with with Nuke Hopkins just getting straight up released by the Cardinals, do you think they still give that contract to Odell Beckham? Because I don't know. And in, going into twenty twenty three. If I was giving one of these guys like a one-year, eighteen million dollar deal, I I would rather give that money to Nuke than I I would give it to Odell Beckham. But they also drafted Zay Flowers, which I love. I love the hire of Todd Munkin as offensive coordinator. The last time we saw him, I mean, he was um, that year in Tampa where Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick were yes throwing a lot of interceptions because that's what those two guys do, but also averaging like nine yards per attempt. That was Todd Munkin. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Lamar, one of the most underrated vertical throwers Absolutely. in the NFL, perfect fit for what Todd Monk and, and, you know, the ideal offense that we both love is QB runs and deep shots all day long. That's, That's what right. we're hoping to see from Fields, what we're hoping to see from Lamar, you know. So, yeah, the Ravens, of course, have all the upside in the world because of the quarterback that they have, but... We have seen the last couple of years them start out really strong and fizzle out at the end because the quarterback can't stay healthy. So it, it's hard for me to, to say, that, well, this year that won't happen because reasons. So, yeah, I mean, I do. I just want to throw a shout out to Harbaugh again. Um, no, not that Harbaugh, this Harbaugh, uh, because it seems like he's just so willing to say, you know what, what is when he drafted Lamar Jackson, it was, what do I need to do to change my entire offense to make it work around this guy? Because I think that's the way we're going to succeed. I, I felt do like think... this offseason he said, what does he need to succeed? Well, what he wants to do is he wants to throw the goddamn ball deep to some fast wide receivers, and he wants to be able to run the ball, and he wants this guy, this is going to be the perfect offensive coordinator for him. He lined all that up. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a world where the Ravens win this division, and we're all like, oh, why didn't we see that coming? Yeah, yeah. The so, I feel like in the South we're all very confident that it's going to be the Jaguars, and in the West we're very confident it's going to be the Chiefs. I feel much less confident who's predicting predicting who is going to win the North and who is going to win the East. Because my guess right now, just based on incumbency, basically, is the Bills and the Bengals for those respective sure. divisions, but. I get, yes, I can see a very I mean a scenario where it's Cleveland winning the North and Miami winning the East wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. So yep, absolutely. Yeah. So that is the American Football Conference. You know, long story short, Patrick Mahomes gonna go to the Super Bowl again. I, we, yeah, it's just it is what it is. I had so. thought. I thought about it long and hard, like, should we do playoff predictions? Should we talk about who we think is going to win the Super Bowl? And I was like, no, it's, what's the point? Yeah. We all know who yeah. we think is going to win the Super Bowl, yeah. uh, barring an injury. So. Yeah, the better question is, does Patrick Mahomes win the MVP again, or does the media, having gotten bored, try to make up an excuse for anyone else to win it? Yes. So. That's really the only question, is like, will the media screw him out of the yeah. MVP this year? It's so funny, because like I said, like you could literally make an argument sometimes that Patrick Mahomes is the most underrated player in the NFL, because any time right. that man does not win most valuable player, he is officially being underrated. That's so, right. So, so yeah, that's the AFC. Uh, no guesses as to where we're going next week. We, and, and we did this in this specific order, mm-hmm. the East, South, West, North folks, so that next week... We will talk about the Bears at the very, very end. We will keep you waiting. Um, And we're also kind of hoping that maybe, for the love of God, by the time we're having that discussion, there is another edge rusher on the roster. We're still edging. Poles is still edging us. He keeps telling us it's coming, but we haven't come. We have no edge. So I feel like we we got positive reports this week that the Bears are, like, dead set on having... At least one of these free agent addressers signed shortly, uh, but then uh, you reached out to your people and they were like, "No, I haven't heard shit." So what the hell? Yeah, like 
Yeah, we'll what's see. going on, Kyle? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Right. For what it's worth, my, my people all, they're fairly blunt that this this Bears front office does not have the leaks that previous Bears front offices did. Uh. So it, Ryan Poles does seem to play things pretty close to the chest. What, what I do hear, if anything, tends to come from people who hear it more from the player side of things. Like someone's agent said this about the Bears. Almost nothing gets out of Hallis Hall. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully next week we'll be at you with the, the NFC preview, and uh, the Bears will have signed uh, as many edge rushers as they need, and we yeah. can finally stop edging. Yeah, because that, I mean, that could really seriously affect the win total that I am guessing for the 2023 Bears with, with uh, another. It, so if the Bears sign, let's say between now and then, how many wins does just signing like Jadavian Clowney give us? Uh, you know what? I'm willing to give Jadavian exactly one win. The one extra win for yes. today, just that would be that might be enough to move me from like eight. Yeah, that might be enough to move from like eight to nine. I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay, all but, right. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. A little sneak right. preview for next week. All right. All right. Good night, folks. Now you know I'm leaving